Hi, I'm Mike Nagrant, and you're listening to Hungry Magazine from Chicago, Illinois. Four, three, two, one more time. Hey there, welcome back for another edition of Hungry Magazine Podcasting. This week I sit down with Laurent Gras of El Tuo Restaurant here in Chicago. El Tuo just recently received a nod as Esquire's Best Restaurant in America for 2008. Enjoy the interview. When we, we did the Sun-Times article uh, a while back, and one of the questions I asked was, you know, what advice have you given or received about Chicago? And one of the things you said was ride your bike to work. Um, <laughs> you, you recently had, a, had an accident. Is that, yeah. uh, is, is that still good advice? <laughs> how, yeah, well. I guess the question is, you know, uh, how did that, did that accident um, change your perspective at all about anything? Well, I, didn't, or? You know, I think that the accident changed anything. I'm a, I'm a cyclist, so, you know, when I had the accident, I was on my road bike. And that was after four or five hours of cycling, coming back to the city, get to an intersection next to a car. When I get to uh, the middle of the intersection, I get bumped by a car to a 40 mile speed. So seven broken ribs, one of my lungs collapsed, two a fracture in the pelvis, a big cat in my back. I mean, it's the whole, the whole thing. So I have to, you know, go to emergency, stay 12 days at the hospital. I, have a surgery to remove you know, more liquids in my uh, in my cage, so you know, it was a whole it was a whole horrible accident. You know, I'm still recovering now. Yeah. Yeah. Two weeks ago, I have a bad you know something bad happened and I couldn't breathe and I have huge amount of pains and pff, it was just you know <laughs> yeah that's that's what it is you know. Plus, as a competitive guy, I bet you want to get back on the bike already, or you're already like... Yeah, well, I was on the bike already, you know, I was recovering very well. I was on the, on the road bike for two, three hours on, a, you know, on Tuesday for like four weeks already. And then suddenly, I a, so I stopped and slowed down, and, and I think I'm going to be on the bike already tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you so. can't stop. Well, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I have a lot of energy, and I have to spend it, and I have to, you know, sports give me focus release the stress so for me it's you know it's important it's as important as, as just living yeah I mean one <coughs> of the things I was struck by was when I was reading your blog you posted a typical day for you <coughs> and I think you know if you do the math it looks like you get about five hours of sleep a night at yeah, least during is, the week yeah. and that's all you need uh, or is not, it it's not, not a question not, of choice <laughs> no that's not what I need it's just you know when you open a restaurant you just want to give a hundred percent to <coughs> what needs to be done and make sure that the whole team has as much as information that it needs and you don't want to pretty much leave you know people on, on their own before they clearly get the understanding of what needs to be achieved you know so so a lot of so a lot of trainings you know you you can say for the first six months you clearly need to be focused on your business to get it up to speed and and really give the understanding to people of how they need to handle any situation so you know situation change every day it's a different, you know. Uh, <coughs> restaurant is a, is a is a living is a living organism. Every day, or every day is different, even even if it's the same. So you know, be here. It's very important. So you know, I've been working for twenty five years. That's pretty much my schedule. Mm-hmm. You know, early morning, late night, five or six days a week, and that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you really love what you do, that distinction between life and work is pretty blurred, probably. Well. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, you know, free time is also important. You know, free time, it's give you, you know, the opportunity to relax yourself, to, you know, get re-energized, to, 
you know, see your friend, you know, for me, spend time with my wife. And so, you know, free time is also very important for me. It's just... Yeah, it's good to have perspective. Yeah, I mean, it's very important to, you know, whatever, whatever you do outside, it's, it's good, you know. Here inside, I do a lot, you know, I, I do the blogs or I take pictures, I, I write, you know, I do research, developments, I do production, I do butchering, I do sauces, I do, you know, the menu and, you know, looking at the financial of the operations, you know, looking at the wine list, looking at the, the service. So, you know, it's, it's a lot going on, but, you know, pretty much my day is 80% in the kitchen. So mm-hmm. the rest is, is, you know, I manage pretty, pretty quickly, you know, with... Which you just brought up the idea of the blog, and I'm sure that takes some time. It's a beautiful blog. I, I wondered where that comes from for you. I mean, a lot of chefs, it's obviously another responsibility. I know you have a passion for photography, so this is probably one sure. way you can exercise. Yeah, that. I mean, it's uh, you know when I when I start the blog, I I, I have a Leica. I mean, I don't know if, you, if you're familiar. It's it's a you know it's 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 a Swiss, you know, it's a Swiss. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, uh, it's the epitome of cameras. Yeah, so I have a I have an M6 for 20 years. Okay, <laughs> which is manual, which is you know beautiful camera. Right. You but know, they're nice. They're range finders. They're yeah, compact. So. When I start the blog, I buy a small digital, you know, camera which I didn't like. So what I did, I purchased the M8, which is the M6, but nice, <laughs> the but, digital, you know, yeah. the digital. So I used the all all of my lens, so I didn't have to buy any more lens. And how did and the old lenses work with the digital media? Yeah, pretty good. good. Yeah. Great. So you know, it's, it's it's a combination for me to you know continue to do photography when I'm you know here and and you know combine it with works and you know in a sense you know show show what we do to other we're not a chance you know to be here so uh, you know i truly believe that you know communication today it's 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 more important than than pretty much what you do into your space you know when you can well communicate with other what you're doing i think it's very important for uh not only the guests but for uh people around you understand what you're trying to achieve I wonder how how the photography obsession started for you. I mean, you're obviously a very visual guy. You can see it in your cooking, and you can see it in everything you do, even the the space. Obviously, you take an active interest in everything. Just traveling. I think, you know, I uh, I travel a lot. You know, I spend a year in South America just traveling. I spend about a year and a half in Asia in in six, seven, or eight different trips. So I spend a lot of time traveling, you know, out of Europe when I was living in, in France. And you know, photography has, you know, has has been part of that. You know, I think traveling when you go, you know, in in Tibet or when you go in Nepal or when you go in Peru. I mean, there was so beautiful, you know, you know, images in front of you that you know, in a sense, you want to capture them. So, you know, I start first travel with a Nikon, and then and then it was big, and I said, you know, I should switch to something smaller. And then I, you know, look over, and then you know, the the, the Leica came across and. And then since, you know, it was the, the right choice. So, you know, that's how I think you develop yourself in what you like when you're doing it, you know, and more you do it and more you, you become um, into it and you, you, in a sense, you master it, you know, a little bit more, more and more. Then that's how you create pa- passion. Are you a, a gadget guy in general? I mean, we looked at your kitchen. You <coughs> have some beautiful, beautiful tools. Um, are you really into technology? In that yeah, sense? I'm very into technology. Yeah, completely. You know, everything I have, it's 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 very specific. You know, my bike, my bike is a BMC, it's a Swiss-made bike. Mm-hmm. It's all Campagnolo, it's all carbon. It's it's exactly the the handlebar is a zip, and I know why. And 
so I know exactly what I like. I know the tire I like, <laughs> the size, and so I'm very, I'm, <coughs> I'm digging deep into what I'm doing. That's mm -hmm. that's you know I'm maybe a gadget guy, but you know I look into you know everything I'm using into the kitchen is a, is a tool, but it's a tool where I put a lot of thought into it and I did research and make sure that you know what I was looking into is exactly what we need you know to achieve the result we we needed. So. For me, to have a lot of tools in the kitchen allowed to be much more precise and to bring technology to young, young cooks and give them a structure of organization that they can easily follow. Mm -hmm. So for example, a gastrovac, you, you, roast, you roast your bones and you know exactly how much you need to roast. You need exactly to which, which color you need to get to, to get the right, you know, the, 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 the right flavor when, 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 when that's going to be, you know, dissolved into water and then you put everything in the gastrovac with the liquids and it's 75 degrees, 60 minutes and that's it. So then you strain it and that's what you have. So it's not about, they're, it's not a, they're not about being toys, they're about putting, truly putting better food yeah, on the plate. Putting a, v a very consistent application into whatever we do so you know there is a cooking school cooking school of molding in Chicago which is doing silicon and I did a lot of silicon with them which allowed us to do a lot of molding we do a lot of plating out of something which is a stencil mm -hmm. or which is a mold and that we can control what we're doing instead of you know doing you you scoop you scoop your cauliflower puree and then you know one guy is going to scoop it at 30 grams, one at 50 grams, one is going to scoop it a little bit more in the center. When you have a stencil, then it's, it's very easy. You, you know, you, you put your stencil at that level on the plates, and then you cover with the, with the puree, you remove the stencil, and then you're done. Or they, you have people like Jackson Pollock, and they're like spreading it all over. No, 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 nobody is like Jackson Pollock. I'm the only one who can be Jackson Pollock. <laughs> I, you know what? When I read about the stencils that you use, one of the things you think about a lot of people talk about cooking as art, and I and and I don't know if you subscribe to that or you believe that. But if you do, do is there any tension there? I mean, I guess if you're a line cook or you're just coming up and you're learning, you're really an apprentice. You're not an artist. You're you're learning from a master, so to speak. So maybe in that sense, you don't have the freedom yet to be an artist. But I wondered if you see any tension there between you know having to use a stencil versus you know wanting the freedom of creativity or maybe those constraints are good I don't know <coughs> I think they're good you know they're good because you we you know when I do something on my own I'm not going to scale everything you know I'm just going to use my own feeling you know when I develop a, a recipe I bring the ingredients I want to use and I just measure as I feel them so I take you know cinnamon and I'm going to take four stick of cinnamon put it on my tray with three pieces of tomato, whatever is required for the, for the recipe, and I'm going to start to use those, those, those components one after the other until I achieve the result. And while I'm using them, I'm, I'm measuring them to be able to elaborate recipes so I can communicate back better with the staff. But if you look at the staff, you have 20 cooks, you're serving 100 meals, you're serving 10 plates for its guests. If you don't have a structure, it's going all over the place. So I think for finding restaurant, what's very important is the consistency. Mm -hmm. When you get to a good level of food and you get to a good level of consistency, it's a win-win. I love the freedoms. I don't think we can do. I don't think we can be free in the kitchen and have the freedom for everybody. I think you need to have some constraint, and 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 it works better. It mm -hmm. Works better.
One of the things I'm always really fascinated by is, is people who know what they want to do really early on. I believe you knew you said you wanted to cook when you were 16. Sure. Um, how did you know? Well, I'm very manual. You know, as you said, you know, tools, gadgets, and using my hand. And, you know, it was, I can be, you know, woodworker and, and use tools, you know, at the, the same way I'm using knife and and do furniture or do sculpture or do something like this, you know, I would be, you know, very pleased doing that. You know, I can maybe do construction, you know, be, or maybe be an architect, you know, in, in that sense, you know, but I knew that, you know, for me, ta touching components and using my hand was the, was the key, the key for the, for the wealth of my organism. So, you know, food was, you know, I, I was at school, I was early on, maybe 15, go to an exam uh, with friends just, just to do it, and I pass it, and I was cooking school, and I said, you know, why, why don't I go there? I was either cooking school, I was going to math and maybe be an engineer or whatsoever. So my math is very well organized, it's, it's very dynamic, it's very mathematic, but my, my, my feelings are more, are more detaching, more the, the, the sense of, you know, what I do, what I feel, and that's how, that's just how I react, you know. I, <clears throat> for me, doing, doing new recipe or doing research or doing, it's just about, you know, being in the kitchen and, and really feeling, feeling what's going on around me. So that's, that's how I can be creative. I like to be home and to be relaxed, also to think about it, but I think I get a, a, a structure when I'm, when I'm home, but I get the final product when I'm in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of difference always. You spent, um I think 12 years with Alain Ducasse, is that right? Yeah, about, you know, in and out, in and out, yeah, about 12 years of time. Yeah, then how did you know when it was time to leave? Uh, when we, uh, you know, when we get the three star in Paris, you know, I was with him in Monaco for five and a half years, we get the three star in Monaco. I was, you know, uh, the four last year I was the chef of the kitchen. Then, you know, we opened Paris, uh, I was the chef in Paris, we get the three star. And I said, you know, what am I going to do, you know, now? I mean, you know, I'm, we're together for 12 years. We achieve a lot. I think it's time for me to, you know, to move around. I was tired about France. I was tired about, you know, the rigid structure. And, uh, you know, we have, you know, the past in Europe, the history, the tradition are much heavier than the States. You know, you don't have as much as freedom. So uh, yeah, it's, more, it's more conventional. It's more conventional. The success is very conventional to the extent of to what people, you know, think and judge you by, what what exists already, uh, you know, beside the states, you know, when you have talents, you know, people appreciate that and you can get a lot of recognition. So I said, you know, I, I want to experience something else. You know, I was very attractive to New York and I found something in New York and I, you know, decide to move. So that's when I decide to, you know, leave Ducasse and, and move to New York and, and start my life in New York. And I felt it was good, you know, when you spend so many time with somebody, whatever I open, you know, because I, w I will be, I will, I will abstain Paris because Paris is, 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 a, is a great city for, for food. I will abstain in Paris and I will be the student of Ducasse for the next 20 years of my right. life. Right. So I said, you know, I don't, I don't know if I want to deal with that. Do you, do you um, think a lot of French chefs come to America because they feel that the old system is very classic yeah, and it's hard to break out? Yeah, I think so. I think people want to escape sometime, mm -hmm. you know, otherwise you need to, you need to get into it, you know, mm -hmm. you, there is no escape, you know, if you want to, uh, 
you know, to have uh, you know s enough success <coughs> to financially survive, you you need to be in the system. Otherwise, yeah. you you are out of it and and you're dead. <laughs> yeah, I think what it, it's only been the last few years where you've seen any kind of real movement. And I think in France, I mean, yeah, like La Strance, I think was like sort of one of the first yeah. that you know sort of moved a little bit. But even then, they were they weren't that out of the box or they weren't that crazy. <laughs> I guess the other contrast is that nowadays you have chefs who are like 27 and they're opening their own restaurants. Sure. And, you know, obviously you took a different route. Every every route is different for every different person. Sure. I don't know. Do you see that as an advantage? You know, do you think people leave too early or they... Yeah, I mean, you know, life is a long way, you know. You, <clears throat> you know, you, you get into... Work is a relationship. I'm married for, you know, five years now. I'm know my wife for eight pretty seven to eight and you know it's a long road you know from the day we meet to today we've done a lot together and things has changed you know between us to to greatness and you know cooking it's it's a long road also you you know it's not because you peel one onions that you know how to peel an onions I think you know you know to peel an onions when you peel 500 pounds of onions or slice them you know then you get you get the understanding of it and there are so many things to learn before you you lead people and I think you need to take the time to get into the understanding of how does it have to become part of you is that what you're kind of trying to say like if you're doing an onion it's like it's just an extension of you at that point is that's when you've mastered it yeah I think so you know you to you know to butcher the fish you you need to butcher Ten thousand pounds to to be an expert. There is no way <coughs> somebody show you and you're good at it. You know you have the speed, you have the understanding, you, whatever. You know you do a rabbit. I know each, I know each single bone of a rabbit, and I can open a rabbit from head to tail, remove all of the bones, and leave the rabbit completely fat without any hole into it. And I don't think that somebody who's 25 years old can do that. Right, right. You need to do, <laughs> you need to do a lot of rabbits to, to do, you know, to be able to achieve it. And well, and most you know, most and cooks get like plastic wrapped cuts now. Nobody sure. even butchers. So you know, if you look at the rabbit, if you look at the fish, if you look at 10,000 ingredients that we used, you know, it's a lot of times to get the understanding of it. So you know, it's an advantage to be young because you you still have a long road in front of you, but. You know when is going to be your threshold to based on what you learn. You know your threshold. You're going to reach it maybe five years after, and then that's it. You know, mm -hmm. and then you're going to carry on for the next twenty years on that road. You know, right. so if you have a good luggage, I think you your threshold can go much higher and much quicker, and then you can carry on for sure for a longer period of time. And you know you have cooking, but you also you know business. You know business understanding. You have also relationship. You have also you know, control of the operation, managing the space, uh, getting into the understanding of a lot of these details and make sure that you can ensure, you know, that the, rest, the restaurant is functioning very well. And I think we open very well here because of experience. You know, Letus has a lot of experience with businesses, I have a lot of experience with fine dinings and, you know, crossing paths together. You know, after a week, the restaurant was already running, you know, smoothly. And I think that's, that shows, you know, a certain level of experience. Yeah, I was here on opening night, and the service yeah. was incredible. So you know, when you when you're 25, you open with investor, and you own your own. Uh, yeah. You know, it's 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 
yeah, I mean, it's great, but I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's just up to you, you know. Mm-hmm. I think that some people are very mature, very young. Some, they are mature, much, much older. I think you just need to feel yourself, you know, and when it's the right time for you to settle in, then I think you should do it. Uh, you clearly established yourself over that time before you came here, and you probably, I mean, I'm guessing you, you could probably have your choice of where you wanted to go and what you wanted to do. Um, I wonder, you know, why you chose Chicago and, and, and also why maybe Richard Melman was a really good partner for you. Yeah, I mean, Rich has a very, um, has a very good understanding of businesses to casual, to fine dining. He's a very well-established person in the city. Um, the company is doing very well. Um, and for him, you know, opening a seafood restaurant was more a luxury than the financial goal. So, you know, when when somebody, uh, when your financial partner and, you know, and, and chairman of the company has the, the understanding of that, then it, it's a very different world. You know, we are, you know, I can see today with the, with the economic, the, the economic situation that we're facing, you know, I can see how we're handling our business, you know. And I'm sure if I was, you know, partner with banker, it would be a huge amount of stress on top of us right. because you don't have the same understanding. So I think, you know, it's very important to find partner who have a good understanding of what you want to achieve and then you can communicate well with them. And I think Rich is, 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 is the right person for that. How does the economy impact a restaurant like this? I would guess that you guys have a lot of international business as well, so maybe not as much. No, I mean, you know, you you can say, you know, the economy is slowing down by 30% of business. Mm-hmm. That's what it is, you know. Mm-hmm. You just make adjustments. Yeah, you need to make adjustments and, you know, just come to a profit margin was <laughs> was close to, uh, you know, was close to not being existing. You know, that's that's what it is, you know. Part of it, I guess, is also establishing a product that nobody else has in that sense, and so you're still unique. I mean, you know, even in bad economic times, I guess, you know, people like, you know, on your blog you've talked about like Christian Louboutin or like Louis Vuitton or any of these people, and they still do well even in bad economic times, you know, because they've cultivated something that nobody else offers. Yeah, I mean, it's harder when you're new. You know, when you open, the economy is, is very hard and you just open. You're not well established enough to face it if we'll have opened a year before a year prior and get the same amounts of recognition that we have i think you know we'll be facing the economy much easier you know i'm sure you know restaurants open in the city for the for the past 10 years are facing better than than we are you know because of the relationship there with the guests so you know it's it's just hard you know it's just hard to to maintain, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I guess I would guess you're a guy who believes that if you, you know, it's not about the bottom line, but that if you do what's right, the bottom line comes. Yeah, completely, and that's what the company think also. Yeah. So that, that's why the relationship is great with the company, because I think we all think in the same same direction. <coughs> more looking at the long term than you know short terms. So, you know, we know the economy is not going to be like that for the next. Right. <laughs> And, and and certainly the restaurant that was here before had a nice long run. Yeah, so. twenty five years. So you know, <laughs> although that's like a baby restaurant in France, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it does. You talked about that the most important thing for you, or one of the most important things when you hire a new person, is is their their internal motivation or their sense sure. of motivation. I wonder how you gauge that, you know, in in a person that you've just met, <clears throat> or uh, you know, what what do you do to is, is it just really apparent? 
Yeah, parents and yeah, I think a parents is very important, and also the confidence of the person, how he speak and how he express himself and how he answer to question. And then it's it's just a game, you know. You can be right or you can be wrong, but I mean, you know, you give your best chance. You know, you have one day trial. So the person came and we asked him to do a few things. He looked at the space. If he likes it, if we like him, then we we start and. If he works, then that works. That's great. Mm -hmm. One of the things that you're experimenting with now is fragrance. I think, it, or yeah. I don't know if you guys have done it yet in the dining room, but it's uh, no, no yet. We, uh, <laughs> you know, I have the accident, so he stopped. You know, a lot of things for me, so I didn't want to expand myself too much. Uh, so the fragrance, they are homes. We, we have select them. I just need to. Now moving to getting getting more, getting the, the diffuser and start experimenting the dining rooms, which I'm going to do pretty soon. Uh -huh. I wonder, I mean, obviously the fragrance will set a tone or <coughs> set a mood and, you know, or in some ways it can um, create nostalgia. Sure. Is, do you think it's effective that you'll be able to do it where it won't, like, cross with the food? No, no, it will not cross with the food. Yeah. No, it will not. Yeah, because that yeah, that's my concern. It's like how do you how do you get that in there, but it doesn't you know affect it. It's it is very very light, very subtle. You know when you're in the dining rooms and you eat, and then you know as, as I explained, you know the, the way that the, the vent works. You know you get the air from the outside, bring it inside, and then remove it so it's a fresh air. Versus, you know, all air was going inside, but I mean, the air you're getting from the inside, the air mm -hmm. who smells the, the 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 outside. So, you know, <coughs> in a sense, why don't you you bring the right fragrance to the dining room instead of bringing the fragrance from the outside, which is whatever, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in Chicago, it's probably from an alley or <laughs> like garbage. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, so yeah, man, I, 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 you know, I believe in it. I truly believe in it, and. You've also done it with sound. Uh, you've talked about your collaboration with DJ yeah, Timka, Timka yeah, and the acoustic yeah. wallpaper. Sure. How, how, how have diners reacted to that? How has very that worked well, for you? Very, very well. Yeah. yeah very well. Do you, can you sense almost the mood change in the dining room? Depending yeah, on what's I mean, going you know, on? we, you know, what senses, uh, it came by, you know, the smell and the visual and, and the hearer, you know, and I think that the, the, the hearings, uh, something as a sound and smelling it's it's what affect you know senses the most and, and the most immediately so mu music you know over the night you know it's, it's just random so there is no no up and down in music and we don't finish the night with you know more you know more beats and more volumes right. but yeah I mean it's it's very I think it's a very pleasant and relaxing atmosphere that people feel good so it kind of release the stress, it kind of make you feel comfortable and you know we thought about the chair, we wanted the chair to be very comfortable and I think they are and you know when so you well sit it then you have a sound will make you feel you know good and then you know and then you know the whole the whole things come after but I think it's part of it you know it's part of the experience. One of the things that you were talking about in your blog um, was this book uh, Le Livre de Cuisine the sure. from a student? Of, yeah, from yeah. a Scrum student. Um, and I and I, one of the things that I was struck by, of course, was that huge plating of all those lobsters sure. that you had on there. 
you know, and that's you know a very classic sense of dining. You know, is you know you're sort of at the opposite of that now, where things are very individualized and, and they're plated. Yeah. And I wonder if if there's a place for that grand presentation again. Yeah, I think there is. I think there is. Yeah. <laughs> is that something you'd like to explore? Yeah, I mean, you know. Because uh, I, I miss not, that. Like, I, I mean, yeah, not that I'm I was not, ever alive. During I'm not. I'm not too sure how. You know how this can happen, but I'm very interested into it. You know, it would be one of the aspects that I want to develop and bring back. You know, you know, it's like the souffle. You know, we we, we keep the souffle, and the souffle is it's like 50% of the desserts. You know, everybody wants a souffle when you know, especially in winter time. You know, so I think you know when you when you have a you know a piece to share you know amongst people, it's it's more about sharing. It's more about sharing the, the meals than everybody having his own plate and eating his own food, but just sharing the whole experience together. You know, like you you bring a whole striped bass, you know, roast whole, come to the table, cut table size, and then split into different plates, and, and everybody's eating the same fish. I think it's, he, he has a great feel. I'm not sure that feel it's necessary for business, but you know, family for special occasion, it can be something, you know, interesting to, you know, to offer to guests. Yeah, I mean, you guys are already doing some of that. I mean, you're doing a lot of the table side cocktail making, sure. and so you're already getting into that kind of service presentation table side. So it's probably just a natural evolution at some point. Yeah, I mean, we will. You know, we we just opened six months, so we don't want to go too fast in doing too much. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we just want to make sure that you know everything we do today, it's solid. He has a sense, and that we can move on something else. You know, until we don't feel that it's 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 right, <coughs> then we you know we continue thinking about it. And so you know, I think there is always a time to come where you feel it's the right time to do it. Then you'll try it. If it works, then you continue until you get exhausted about it and then do something else. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very interested in that. You know, I, th I believe into the grand cuisine as, as, no, as no hand, you know. The molecular gastronomy hasn't replaced any of that. You know, it's just a just different way of eating. But you know, grand cuisine is, is, is fabulous, you mm -hmm. know. Which, you know, brings up the idea of you're doing seafood. And, and I wondered is how much of that for you is about where you grew up, or is, were you inspired by that? Because you grew up near the sea, right? And uh, or is it you know just uh, something you wanted to do now, or shift yeah, gears it's, a little it's bit? Yeah, it's more into what I what I feel is right for me. It's more precise, it's more clean, it's very delicate, uh, it's very subtle. You know, it's 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 what I like. You know, it's really what I like. You know. Mm -hmm. Where did you really learn about seafood? Was that under Ducasse? Over, no, just over experience. Yeah. Because one of the things you talked about is like you have to do 10,000, you have to butcher 10,000 yeah, fish. Yeah, well, I, I think I, I really, you know, I really developed the seafood when I was at the fifth floor because of being on the West Coast, uh, being closer to Asia, being a more Asian clientele. Uh, that's when I get more and more into, you know, raw seafood and, and you know, buying from Japan, buying from Hawaii because, because of the proximity to, to it. And that's when I... You know, we have more and more seafood on the menu to to coming here in Chicago and, you know, cross with Rich saying, you know, the only fine dining which missing in Chicago is a, is a seafood restaurant. I said, you know, I'm very interested in that. So that's how we came across and, and that's how <coughs> we grew up. But, you know, I just learned seafood over the years. and Because you're so innovative in your menu, 
you know, even you've even redefined kind of how raw fish platters are served instead of serving everything sure. on the shell. You have, you know, you create that foam sure. from the essence of the seafood. And one of the things I was struck by was that you 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 offer a caviar service. And I don't know if you guys, I didn't have that, so I don't know if it's classic or you guys have even done a it's twist very classic. there. It's very classic. I wonder about that choice because it is so classic as opposed to everything for you generally, even the most classic things weren't that classic. You know, the, the caviar, I like it with toasted brioche and creme fraiche. That's how I like it. So that's how I'm serving it. <laughs> it's, it's just one of as those things that, that you can't you know? do anything. No, I don't think I can, you know. Yeah. I don't think I can. I, I mean, you know, we did caviar doms with, you know, toro and right. avocado inside and, you know, other preparation. But, I mean, just caviar on its own. You know, I think when you have a great toasted brioche, a good creme fraiche, that's, that's plenty. That's plenty to, you know, to be satisfied with. I mean, I liked a lot, almost everything I had here. <clears throat> One of my favorite dishes, though, I think was the, it was the dessert where you, you, it was kind of a deconstruction of citrus. You had like sort of, I think like the cylinders of like coconut air, and you had the, you know, the yeah, zest and the pineapple, chili. Yeah, pineapple and uh, pineapple and coconuts with some citrus and jalapeno and. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I wondered what what your sort of idea behind that dish was and what you're trying to achieve there in terms of the presentation is it about showing all the 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 ways that citrus can can no it's just more playful you yeah. know we feel that you know if you look at the if you look at the raw it's it's very clean it's very simple it's what it is then you you have an evolution to the menu where you know some of the main course are a little bit more elaborated than you know than than the raw presentation, <coughs> but still you know even you know we you know if we use a lot of modern technique I think that the achievement of the of the food is it's pretty classic mm -hmm. in in that sense and we felt that you know bringing a little bit playfulness to the desserts can be nice you know we have the souffle and we knew that the souffle are, are what they are and there was no there is no twist on that, you know, mm -hmm. you don't want to twist the souffle, you just want to make it great with a great sauce and nothing else. So create some other desserts where people can play around with new texture, with new presentation, with a different way of eating it can be interesting for us. So that's how we, you know, we focus a little bit more on desserts to have more playfulness to it. Now, no one would call you a molecular gastronomist, but you uh. certainly use techniques that molecular gastronomists would use. I wonder if it's similar to the gadgets in the sense of you only use it when you think that you can't achieve the presentation some other way, or how do you how do you use uh, you know the certain stabilizers or things? When uh, you know, I think we you know the the way we use it's we we know the result we want to achieve, and then what's around is a tool to be able to get there. So we're not using. Any, any components to do something we're using components to allow us to achieve the result we're looking into mm -hmm. and that's a big difference I think mm -hmm. another thing I was struck by about your food was I think with a lot of molecular gastronomists almost nothing on the plate is recognizable sure. but with you for example I, I was looking at I think particularly where you had this Brussels sprout and the rutabaga sure. emulsion sure. and you basically <coughs> kept that, that Brussels sprout whole and, and I wonder like how you decide when you keep the integrity of something, when you keep it whole, or where you, you know, when, when you decide it needs to be, you know, a sauce or what it, you know. I think it's just about <coughs> the result you want to achieve, the shape of the product, 
and if you, if it's right for the for the dish, the, the Brussels part it's only leaves, and the leaves are sauté, and then the the Brussels part is put back together. Mm -hmm. So the plating we put leaves uh, after leaves just to reform the Brussels sprout if he was yeah. <laughs> raw and and, uh, and untouched. And, you know, I just li like Brussels sprouts leaves and, you know, it, it turned that the presentation was right for the dish and that's that's just how we did it. Do you think it's important yeah. sometimes for diners to have visual cues for things that they understand? Yeah. Sure, I mean, you know, we, we have a lobster, we have a lobster dish now which is, you know, using carrots, coconut and a little bit of curry and, <coughs> you know, co Coconut, we have it into the sauce, and we have it, you know, freeze dry as a powder and then smoked. And then the carrots, we, you know, we have a puree, which I think, you know, it's 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 important for guests to, you know, it identify, you know, very clean and clear flavor. But we have also baby carrots on the plate, so we have also a gel made of carrot juice and two different kind of of gelan to create uh, a structure of the carrots. But it's, it's it's fake. Mm -hmm. But I mean, on the other side, you have the baby cow where, where people can see that's a carrot, and you cannot mistake that's 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 carrots. And I think it's important for diner to, at some point, see some very natural components into into what you do, so they can identify what they are going to eat based on memory, based on experience, so they are not lost. And I think it's very important to make the difference between giving something that it's not the balls that mm -hmm. people cannot recognize or people can identify to experience or memory. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about this jacket. I always see it in the pictures and I, it's beautiful. It's it's not a, tr a traditional chef <laughs> no. jacket. It's got pinstripes and it's sure. it's very elegant. Uh, where do, Is it a custom? Did you develop it? Yeah, I, did, I designed it. Did you? Yeah, my wife and I, we designed it and we, uh, uh, we have a tailor in New York which we know who make them. Uh-huh. You know what, the other thing that I was really struck about this restaurant, um, I really, really like the wine service. And I, sure. I, and I really enjoyed <coughs> speaking with Chantel. Sure. Um, you met her in San Francisco, is that right? Wouldn't you? No, we met, we met her here. Oh, did you? Yeah. How did you choose her? I mean, because one of the things, she's very young, and yeah. but she's also very effective <coughs> at... You know, everything is about balance. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, if you look at me, I need a balance, you know. <laughs> And, and Chantel can be a very good balance for me. Mm -hmm. So it's all about finding the right person which you can be working with and is going to bring balance to who you are. And I think Chantel, she's bringing a lot to, to the space which I don't have, which Tony doesn't have, and she's, she's bringing it. And there are things that we're bringing to her which, which she, she doesn't have. So, you know, it's yeah. all working well together. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess... <coughs> Is it is it more of uh, I don't know I mean with her I get this it's there's this real sense of warmth and liveliness yeah, and personality you know and you're a very precise guy you know yeah I mean I'm uh, you know I'm on the job and uh, I want to get this you know I'm, I want to make sure that it's done it's done properly it's done exactly need to be and you know I cannot be uh, the, the kind of the warm person every day you know I need to make sure that it's happening and it's it's going well and mm -hmm. and well reaching our goals and and things are getting done so. When, when you're dealing with 50, 50 employees, you cannot be that kind of warm person who please everybody. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so you, you need somebody who's going to bring that. Right. And I think it's very important. And it's good when the chef stays in the kitchen every once yeah. in a while. <laughs> yeah, no, completely. I mean, you're obviously a guy who sets goals mm. and has vision, um, you know, mm. and you've talked about how you don't mm. want to move too fast. 
um, but I wonder where what you think where where you see this going. I mean, you want to be here for a really long time, you know. How do you want to see L two O evolve? I, I don't know. I mean, you know, we we're going to give everything we can, and and we see where we where we go. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's just about the appreciation of the space. So it's hard to judge what's going to be the appreciation for the next five or ten years. We'll yeah. see. Well, I think what's very important is to listen to what people said and put the right analysis to it and do changes over time to make sure that you still are you know, doing what people expect. I think mm-hmm. that's, that's the most important. Yeah, that's, um, that's probably how you last a really long time. <laughs> 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 you know, you cannot, you know... Cer- c- certainly uh, um, Elaine Ducasse did that in New York, right? That was yeah. <laughs> when the first well, time didn't yeah, work out. It's, you know, it's, it was hard for him. But he came back, and that's, you know... Yeah. It's it's like they say how many times you know you get knocked down you get you got to get back up yeah and it's the person who keeps getting back up is the person that succeeds so yeah well thanks for doing this pleasure hey thanks for listening I hope you enjoyed the interview as always please drop me a line at m j n a g r a n at hungrymag.com if you have any suggestions or there's anybody you'd like to see interviewed see you soon and in the meantime stay hungry. Three, two, one more time.